I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. And, oh, Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it. Do it harder. Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Yeah. Kind of a confusing dynamite tonight. It was kind of, there, there were things that confused me. Although I will say this. I thought they stumbled, bumbled, and rumbled to a pretty decent setup for Grand Slam when everything was said and done. I thought they kind of... They kind of set it up kind of decently, but they went about it in just kind of odd ways, you know? Yeah, the promo, you're talking about like the promos and, and the match endings and that sort yeah. of shit tonight. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was a few things that we'll get into. What was your initial uh, thoughts on the go-home show before Grande Slam? Um, It was okay. I, I mean, it, I'm not going to sit here and just dog on it just because I'm pissed at them, but I'll be honest, man. I, I mean, it just doesn't hold my interest like it used to. Um, mm. And I'm not saying it's all because of Punk not being there. It's just, it was on a steady decline anyway there for a while. Um, but, I mean, as far as this build up to the, I guess it was okay. I mean, it, 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 it didn't impress me, but, I mean, it was okay. I, I don't know about you, but I'm not into this whole Jericho Guevara thing. I mean, it seems like it's rehashed shit. There's not a, a there's not a lot of heat there. The Luchasaurus and Christian thing continues to be meh. Um, it's running a little I'll, longer than I thought it would. That whole although you know Christian Cage as a heel promo did say something that was truthful tonight, and that Nick Wayne's mom needs to post more bikini photos. He's right about that. Okay, I'll give him uh, that. I'll <laughs> some, hand him that. Sometimes one. the heels, you know, they just speak the truth. It's weird. Yeah, well, you know, um, they, that's well, that's why they're heels. Um. Yeah, that one, and then uh, it, it's weird that Swerve nearly murdered young Nick Wayne, and he's nowhere to be found in that program. That just kind of happened. Yeah, that that one's another weird one too, man. Um, and then the Buckaroos, know, made, the Buckaroos know. saving their buddy the cow the cowpoke tonight. Boy, it was it, it was it just me or was it just crickets when those dudes jumped out of the crowd talking about That's- the Jackson boys? As it turns out, it was not just you. <laughs> okay. Just checking. We are live from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is Wednesday night. And you know what that means? It means JR's back at home. And we don't know when he's going to work again. <laughs> and apparently, Tony Schiavone's been told that he's not going to have to work as much either. So I don't know exactly what's happening. Interesting choice of jacket for Mr. Schiavone tonight. It was a Merlot, sort of a wine colored jacket, which I thought was interesting. It was very Tony, though, regardless. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it again. Uh, Samoy Joe and Roderick Strong square off in the AEW Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament live from Cincinnati, where, yes, they did reference the Browns beating the Bengals last Sunday. Um, uh-huh. By the way, Nick Khan, or rather Tony Khan, was on the uh, Instagram and on the social media bragging a lot about the Jaguars' victory over the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis on uh, Sunday. Uh Partially because Anthony Richardson hasn't figured out he needs to slide against uh, guys that are about 270 pounds and can run a, a 4 five forty. He hasn't figured that out yet. Well, let's be honest, man. Uh, Indianapolis is not Indianapolis of 
seven, eight, ten years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, they got the magic guy who brought all the success to that team. He's the guy for now for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> Mad, magic. Yeah. Speaking of, and let's not forget Matt Rule. Let's not forget his Nebraska. He's not doing. Husband. He's not doing well either. I went two in Nebraska there. Wow. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Uh, the Panthers and the New Orleans Saints on Monday night. You got Derek Carr, the veteran quarterback, first year in New Orleans yeah. against the rookie quarterback uh, Bryce Young for the Carolina Panthers. It's a three-point line. I did say that the Saints will cover the three, even okay. if even though it's in Charlotte. Uh, I don't know. That's I'm not. I don't know much about the Saints, but I do know the Panthers suck. So you've got well again. You've got a veteran quarterback in Derek Carr who's been to multiple Pro Bowls. You got a first year quarterback who's still walking around like he's on Bambi legs. You have Frank Reich, who's a good coach, but hasn't maybe found his stride. And he's got an insane owner at Carolina. And you have Dennis Allen, who's a mid coach for the New Orleans Saints, and he's got sort of maybe a little more sane owner when it comes to New Orleans. Um, maybe Alvin, Alvin Kamara is not going to be there because he's got sus- suspension going on and they've got a, they got a few weapons in new Orleans. I, I still like, I, I like, uh, the saints to cover the three pal. Okay. Not going to argue after winning their semifinal bouts on Saturday's collision, uh, Joe and strong will do battle to determine which of them will challenge MJF in Queens on the 20th, a four-way match to determine who will challenge Soraya for the AEW women's championship at grand slam. That's going to be Tony Storm against Britt Baker, against Nyla Rose, against Hikaru Shida. John Moxley defending the AEW International Championship against Big Bill, while Hangman Page takes on Brian Cage in the rubber match of their three-bout AEW series. Don Callis has some uh, news on who will join the Don Callis crew. And one week before they face each other at Grand Slam, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara go one-on-one with their mouths. There you go. First match of the night, John Moxley defeating Big Bill with Ricky Starks to retain the AEW International title. I still remain optimistic about Big Bill. I see some value in this guy. I really do. I don't. I mean, I I could. I can't tell you what. I think the way he he was working pretty good heel tonight. He was doing some of the shimmy and the stuff, trying to mock Moxley. Uh, definitely a pro Moxley crowd in his hometown of Cincinnati, where the girls call him Daddy. Uh. I, I still remain optimistic that Big Bill can make a, an impact in this particular promotion. Well, when, <clears throat> when you don't have the little pint-sized pipsqueak asshole uh, Enzo, you know, tagging along with you, your chances automatically shoot up, you know, a bunch just from that. So, so yeah, but he does look good out there. Uh, he he he's he looks like he's more seasoned, and, and I guess. That makes sense because he is more seasoned, but he 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 shows it, you know. If you yeah. had if you had a Paul Heyman mm-hmm. as that guy's mouthpiece, that guy would be freaking ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he would he would draw money like well, I could, you could that's not really fair because you can, you can put Paul Heyman next to about anybody and they would draw pretty money. much. Yeah. But if you if 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 Tony Khan was going to do the thing where he was going to have like serious managers, uh, and I'm thinking about some of those old. Well, even like a guy that we know, like if he had a Brad Stutz up there talking up Doug Bill, God damn, that kid would be over. That <laughs> kid would be so fucking over right now. It wouldn't even be funny. Holy shit, he would be over. I wish, you know, I, 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 I have to say that I would probably be more interested in him if his character was called Sweet William. That would be interesting. Yeah. 
And you just do, you buy the Van Halen rights to the Van Halen song. That'd be great. Be perfect. Yeah, just because you know Tony hasn't wasted enough money on on rights for music. He needs to throw some more money at it tonight. Yeah, if he, if anybody's going to do it, it'd be him. Might as well. Uh, Brian Danielson sprinted to the ring to attack Ricky Starks, who reversed a whip, sending Danielson into the ropes. Bill flattened Mox with a huge choke slam as Bill wanted another one, but Moxley sank uh, in a triangle as Starks tried to help him off his buddy. Danielson held him off. And Bill finally taps out. That's your finish. Post-match, Starks and Bill attacked Moxley and Danielson with Starks hilariously trying to beat down Moxley with his shoe. Fucking <laughs> Ricky Starks. God damn. Ricky Starks is just the fucking man. There's no two ways about it. Just the fucking man. Uh, and, he, and, he, and he paid homage to, to Punk online, too. So, Oh, God. That makes him even better. Well, that's going to end up biting him in the ass. Yeah, it probably sure. will. He'll be gone soon enough. Uh, so that's how that one ended. Claudio comes yeah. out, and he becomes a part of it. Renee Paquette backstage with Roddy Strong and the Kingdom. Um, I think it's funny stuff. Cole approached him saying, this is a horrible idea tonight wrestling Samoa Joe. Strong has the Kingdom believing in him, while Cole can keep on believing in Max. Strong says he'll defeat Joe tonight and calls himself a wrestling legend. Uh, the stuff with Roderick Strong has really been good. Recently, now mm -hmm. when we go to the main event, it kind of gets kiboshed, but we'll, we'll we'll go to we'll get to that in a moment. Speaking of people who could be on the show a bit less, Don Callis. I don't know, man. I think he's gotten more tolerable to me. He's as as a heel. You like him now? He's yeah, really drawn. I do. Kinda, okay. I, don't, he, he's, okay. I just don't. It just seems like to me there for a while he was just. Every time you turned it on, he was on on the damn screen, and right. and I just I, I got turned off by it. But I don't think it's that bad right now. But when you, I don't know about the whole Ibusha, Kota Ibusha thing, but yeah. that's a whole other thing. But oh yeah, Callis himself, you know, take a shit is no longer Ace. He's Alpha. <laughs> he is the Alpha. Take a shit. I took an Alpha shit this afternoon. <laughs> 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 <I thought>, <laughs> we'll, let, we'll let Bryant try not to die. Hang on. Tony Skiavone welcomes uh, Don Callis to the ring with Take a Shit, and they go through the thing about Ace, and they go through the thing with Alpha, and they've got a painting um, of like. I guess it's take a shit with a sword right down there on the uh, neck of Kota Ibushi. And then he stabs physically Don Callis pronouns, pal takes the screwdriver, stabs it through Ibushi's forehead. And I think this is, uh, I think this is all set for October the 1st at dream wrestle or dreamscape or dream ass or whatever that thing is called, man, they, they promote, promote so many things at one time. <clears throat> I get, I get confused sometimes on what's going to be on what. Wrestle Dream. Anyway, it, it's in Whatever Seattle. It's is. on October the first, and the idea, as I understood it, was supposed to be um, a tribute to Antonio Inoki because it was his birthday or his death day, one of those. And then I understood mm -hmm. that the NJPW guys are like, "No, we're doing our own thing. We can't even bring anybody over there." So I don't. I'm not sure what the point is. Ah, uh, here we go. The greatest uh, interviewer in wrestling, Alex Marvez, backstage with the BCC. You down with BCC? You know me. You know with BCC. <laughs> uh, Danielson issues a challenge for collision 
with Castagnoli against Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Okay. It's a it's a handicap match. Big Bill and Starks against Cat Claudio. Oh, it's the two of them against. Them. Okay, yeah. two on two. That makes sense. Uh, Moxley was about to talk about his title match next, but then Ray Phoenix and his brother uh, popped in and said they that were going to kick weird. their ass. That and was then one Eddie, of the weird moments, I thought. Yeah. And then uh, Eddie Kingston squared off and faced off with Castagnoli, and it kind of faded from there. Kingston laughs and says, one more week before walking off. Uh, you might want to check that Oakland A's jersey. I think They no longer have the worst record in baseball. It's the Royals now. But uh, those two are fighting down to the wire. Mm. Uh, Renee Paquette back. <laughs> Do you feel sorry for the A's? Yeah, I feel sorry for the A's and the damn Royals. To be honest, As they're headed to. They're going to be. In, they're going to be in a sweet new stadium in Vegas soon, dude. You can't be that sorry for them. Well, <clears throat> I don't see that team getting any better when they move. No, but. no, it won't be any better. Uh, Renee Paquette backstage with FTW champion Hook, who was about to talk when Orange Cassidy appeared. Cassidy was just walking around when he saw Hook upset, and he has a title. Cassidy said, you still have a great to have a title. And Hook said he was a great champion as Cassidy returned or the compliment and Hook walked off. Paquette asked Cassidy how he was doing. He said he was just so tired. That was, that was a weird one, right? He's always weird to me. I, I'm, I'm glad the title isn't on him. So we don't have to see him as much, but I was um, tired of dynamite opening with him all the damn time. I mean, I know it's a hot start. People love him and oh, yeah, da but I, I was tired of hearing damn Jane every time the, you know, Dynamite came on. But I like that song. It's a great song. Oh, it's a great song, dude. Oh, the Dapper Yapper tried to get the he tried to get the intro there on uh on Wild Thing and he had to step all oh, over. He butchered it. He butchered it. He, Moxley! <laughs> no, how did he say that? How did he say his first name again? Gia! <laughs> It's like, I think he used to like really exaggerate it in WWE when he was saying Cena's name. So he has to like do it twice as obnoxiously right up. <laughs> Just fades out. <laughs> uh, Tony Storm over Nyla Rose, uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida. Uh, Tony Storm's way over these days. That's the oh best thing. She's the best she, thing. I love Tony Storm. She's she's probably my favorite thing right now, besides Ricky yeah. Starks. She's and, she's and, like and she's carrying the women's division right now. It's I great. think so. I think this so. character is is like kick ass. It's like I the love that thing. character, man. God. And uh, then Renee Paquette is backstage with Soraya and Ruby Soho, and Soraya cuts a promo that is not a money promo. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, it's a it's a pay me money. Because I had to sit through that shit promo is what that was. Soraya. Hey, I, I'm Soraya. I charge 80 bucks to have my picture made with you. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Uh, and Ruby's she, hair looked good, too, by the way, I thought. Yeah, she seems to be. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I don't think they're using her to full capacity. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I thought they were for a minute, but it didn't last very long. Every Everybody goes through that thing when they come into this promotion. When they come to it's they're super white hot for a moment. And then it's like slowly, slowly, slowly they get booked down and they kind of get forgotten about. Um, yeah. That's generally what happens, unfortunately. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara made it the one. It was a lot of blah, blah, blah. And then uh, a lot of self-Jericho Appreciation Society. 
And then Guevara finally got around to, I'm going to kick your ass uh, in Queens next week. What'd you think mm. of that segment? Yeah, boring. Uh, we see footage from last week, uh, last Wednesday night of the doctor checking on MJF. <clears throat> I'm going to now do my impression of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Renee, it's just that his neck has really been damaged so much that he's not going to be able to go next week, but he will be able to compete. It does appear at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens. Speaking of which, have you seen my boyfriend, Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina? <laughs> Apparently, he's, uh, Senator Scott is uh, saying he's got a girlfriend now. Like, but it's the it's the it's the gimmick that my girlfriend doesn't go to this school or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like all know those kind of guys. I feel like it's going to be like, uh, what's his name from Notre Dame, where he's going to have the, the girl that oh, dies the, in the car. Oh, that whole weird thing, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be one. Uh, Manti Teo, that's the guy. Manti Teo, yes. So, I mean, but ultimately, the question is, how did South Carolina end up with two gay senators? How do you do that? I mean, just even roll the dice. Again, we don't do a lot of gay material. Most of the gay material we do on this show is making fun of ourselves for seeming gay. And the funny Most thing about it is, South Carolina is probably the most, well, it's arguably the most anti-gay state. In arguably. The it's up there. It's up there. Top five. So, yeah. Top five get, for sure. Yes. But it's like they have to check themselves. Like, well, I guess I'm going to have. We don't really talk about. Lin Remember when Lindsey Graham was running for president? They were like, well, who's going to be the first lady? First of all, we don't have to worry about that. He's not going <laughs> to. Can you be anyway, the first lady and the president all at the same time? <laughs> Who's going to be the first lady? He's like, my sister. Because that's a pretty gay thing to say. <laughs> hey, um, Senator Graham, what do you like doing on the weekend? I love going to the dog park. Because that's a pretty gay thing to do. Hey, I like going to the dog park. Oh, sorry. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just... Uh, we see footage from uh, last Wednesday night of the doctor checking on MJF. Yeah, I think this is the same doctor that checked out uh, Aaron Rodgers Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Coach Salah, I don't know what to tell you, but it looks like his Achilles is torn. So I'm not really sure he's going to be coming back from that. What about um, what if he was uh, treating CM Punk with one of his <laughs> CPAC injuries back in the day? I got to tell you, that that looks a little tricky, but I think we can just go ahead and give you another C-pack, and if you shit your guts out, just go over to the back. <laughs> I was I was once oh. again listening to The Art of Wrestling with the CM Punk <clears throat> for about the, you know, how many ever times? Yeah, uh, yeah, so however many times. And I, I think I've, upon further examination, I figured out the beef between Jericho and Punk because, like, Jericho put out a statement when – Punk had left the WWE and he's like, well, CM Punk doesn't, doesn't talk to me. And CM Punk on that podcast goes, I didn't reach out to anybody who had an agenda. Like Jericho was clearly looking for downloads and clicks and I didn't do that. So that may have pissed Chris Jericho off and he's probably held it as a grudge and was looking, waiting in the weeds to, you know, for a chance to kick, kick Phil's ass. Maybe. Well, it sounds like the truth to me. Uh, Renee Paquette asked for an update, and the doctor said he's not, he's just not clear for next week. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say this to you, MJF, take two of these and call me in the morning. 
<laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. That's just what he sounded like to me. It's, and I know. A, it's, on an unrelated note, Sonny Kiss is no longer in the AEW. It's, it's the strangest so. thing. It's how very odd. Uh, I don't know how that happened. Uh, yeah, Sonny Kiss had an undetermined injury and had to leave. Um, I know. It's the easiest thing ever. I know. It's a standard gay voice. Blah, 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 blah. Still, it's funny shit. Sometimes, sometimes, like in wrestling, you have to book the most obvious thing. most obvious thing was for Tony Storm to go over in that four-way thing. And she did. So there. Shut up. Um, Adam Cole tried to apologize to MJF, who was thrilled he gets another week off. MJF said Roddy Strong is an incredible, incredibly manipulative person who was a wet blanket third wheel and told Strong to shake it off. Did you, did you notice uh, Cole's facial expressions when he was saying all that? He was troubled. He was troubled. He was troubled and conflicted. He was conflicted. Yes, he was. Uh, MJF then rattles off the infamous Scott Steiner math promo from DNA. <laughs> That was funny shit. That was good. I got a 75% plus a 66%, so I got a 141% chance of beating your ass. And Taz then uh, has to top a good joke with a great joke with a good one by saying that math was right out of the University of Michigan. Two weeks in a row, by the way, the Michigan Wolverines have not covered the spread against weak opponents. First, it was ECU, and last week it was UNLV. Hmm. So and also there are travels Ohio State having trouble covering the spread against some of these early season week opponents as well. So, well, can I just opinion, say this? Yeah. Can I yes. just say this? Yes, it, it's it's very very early in the college football season. I, I I definitely realize that, but after two weeks, I've got to tell you, the team to beat right now is Florida State. I've seen those boys twice, both weeks. And yeah, they they've been impressive. You, you wouldn't oh, give oh my a gosh. You wouldn't. You wouldn't put Texas above them right now. Mm, Texas was impressive. Texas, Texas was impressive. Was uh, I just don't think Alabama is the Alabama that it was three, four, five years, six years ago. Those surprising know? racial remarks from like the Clemson. Alabama fans. The, the surprising racial remarks from the Alabama fans in Tuscaloosa toward the uh, Texas. I can't believe that. It's really stunning that when they when you just scratch the surface, uh, it doesn't take a lot of digging. It's right there. (laughs) It's so strange. Oh no, it's the New South. What is is New South? Not really. We put put mustard on the bologna sandwich instead of mayonnaise. Is that the New South? (laughs) Fuck you. That's it. It's the same shit, dude. And 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 for anybody, and I'll also say this for anybody that like it takes offense. I can't believe that they think that we're racist down here. <laughs> we put the Oregon. We, we put the fucking kick me sign on ourselves every single fucking time. <laughs> every time. I'm sorry, and I'm not saying other places aren't right. Boston's very racist, and other places are very racist. But Jesus Christ, they they expect us to be that way, and we do it. They play the part. <laughs> Every single part. time we walk right into it with our eyes fucking open. These guys are dancing on the sideline because they whooped your ass and you can't handle it. Instead of just like manning up or, you know, talking about their mothers, you got to talk about, t- go back to the projects. You know, okay, that's cute. Just awful. Uh, Hangman Page and Brian Cage. Um, I mean, it was, it was an okay match. I thought, I thought they did some good moves and shit. I'm just, you know, I, I think you and I both soured on Hangman Page as like a human. Yeah, I was a big Page fan. I think we both kind of were coming into the promotion. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was like a. It felt like a really good indie match. Is what it felt like. Yeah, and it's like I don't know why these people are wrestling. 
not uh, sure. See, that's the th- you know, if there's if there's really a, a legitimate bitch, and I yeah. and that, that that I think we can say about AEW that even even the AEW March really can't come back on is I don't think they build up these feuds like WWE does. I don't think they do it. It's there's a couple of them that, that they've done pretty pretty well, but by and large, man, these matches just show up out of nowhere and there's no background. Mm. They make it sound like it's this big to do when it's really not. And I think that's part of the problem, man. I really do. I think that they just don't have the, the buildup for it is so, uh, I don't know. It's just all over the place. It's a philosophical thing with Tony though. Sometimes he feels like, Yes, of course. I want a book. I want to be to put the maestro's touch on all this stuff. But then sometimes uh, people just want to see good wrestling. This guy against this guy. That's what they want to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what fine. he. That's what he. He's he, he said as much. I mean, it's kind of weird. He wants to be Booker of the Year sometimes, and he just wants to be pick a you know pick a couple guys out of a hat guy. Sometimes. I, yeah, and, and I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know. I, I don't. I'm a. It's kind of weird, man. I, I, I'm. I'm kind of a fan of the of the just pick a guy, two names out of a hat thing, and I would go for that. But I yeah, think the problem, match. at least with me, is when they when AEW does it, they make it sound a lot like I just said. Like they make it sound a lot bigger than it really is, and they like they they just can't just have two guys going at it and talk about. It two guys going at it instead they got to like like that well, like the damn page and cage match they had to talk about the the match that they had back in jacksonville and one i forgot all about that shit i mean it, it's nothing that stood out you know it wasn't like some game changing shit i kind of feel like he thinks tony thinks even on these cold matches, they can put like a couple of extra guys, have some people interfere and just throw some of the AEW special sauce on. And it's going to be like, that's great. And the fans will be like, yeah, it's great. They, they had a great run in and they were people I like and yay wrestling. I've got, I kind of feel like that, that's how he feels. I guess. I, I, I mean, I don't, and I don't know here. Cincinnati is one of the, one of those, t- I was trying to think when um, dynamite was going on <clears throat> about Cincinnati. I was trying to remember if, if Cincinnati had any kind of, um, I don't know, reputation of being a a sit on their hands kind of crowd or a rowdy crowd. I don't really know of any either way. They're just kind of meh. but overall that crowd was tonight. Yeah. They weren't, they were not a hot crowd. I think Cincinnati culturally would be more, I mean, it's, it essentially is an extension of Western Kentucky culturally. So yeah, I think they yeah. have some of the some of the uh, just pure southern wrestling kind of fans. Uh, that would be, but you know, it's been it's been so long since anybody claimed that they were talking about some of that stuff on one of the podcasts I was listening to. Oh yeah, I, Corny said that that um, Jarrett tried to run there one time, and then it didn't work out, or he lost the TV contract, or something like that. And then it, it was always very tricky. I know for the NWA, they did. Good and bad at the Cincinnati Gardens, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe maybe they ran there during the the Great American Bash and they got a crowd there. I'm trying to remember how that worked out, but yeah, it seems like there was a Great American a, Bash there back in the day. But I just don't remember it was, culturally. It was itself. always. 
I think culturally it was always stuck kind of halfway between a Southern crowd and a Midwestern crowd. It was like, you know, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's, that's how they work. But that crowd you're right in, in Cincinnati was not, they weren't, and, I, and, they that, weren't and that, that you know, really and that really to me, not, I won't say decision. all the time, but a lot of the time, I think the crowd will make or break a show sometimes. Um, not real. I won't say make or break a show, but the crowd will set the damn tone a lot of times. It's more important for AEW than it is for WWE. I think because they have enough tricks, they can do audio sweeteners. They can fuck around with stuff in WWE and they can get past it. Then with AEW, if you got a hot crowd, um, it can really help out the show. I think way more in AEW than it does in WWE. Yeah, yeah. Just my I'll agree sense. with that. I agree with that. Uh, the Hangman wins over Brian Cage post match. Page said last week the Swerve wanted his spot, but he sent Cage to fight him instead of Strickland himself. Page thought Strickland had balls, but clearly he's keeping them in Prince Nana's Burger King crown. This is a decent line. Strickland said those sounded like fighting words, but he's dumber than the Cincinnati education system. He thinks tonight is the fight night. Ooh, GP. Um, yeah. how dare you say our schools are like that? We're doing good. <clears throat> Strickland says he picks where and when. He said Wrestle Dream is Strickland's hometown. Strickland said Mogul Embassy will tune him up before then. As Cage attacked with Nana dancing, the Young Bucks appeared behind Nana. Not a good reception for Matt mm -mm. and Nick. No. Not not a hot reception for the young buckaroos. I even heard lay out some Brian Cage with a Ooh, Yeah, weird. Uh, Jack Perry remains suspended, right? Uh, as far as I know, no sign of Jungle Jack Perry anywhere. As far as I can see, yeah. We still maintain on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, that that footage from backstage at Wembley was supportive of W of AEW. You'd be seeing it. I will continue Still, to say see, that until I am proven wrong. And and here's you know what? It's not I, been anywhere. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know when when that Lauren Bobert footage came out, uh, yeah. the Beetlejuice thing <laughs> about yeah, there was about a million different goddamn shots of her from footage. So you know good and well at Wembley goddamn stadium, there are some footage shots that 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 we can see. I mean, there's plenty of them out there, and there's plenty of play. They can be leaked, okay? They can be leaked. It can be. It can be. I mean, you've seen like sex tapes leaked. Certainly, that can be leaked. Yeah, for fuck's sake. And I, I'm just That's saying, what I'm saying. I don't the company's position. I don't get it. And I know there was a. I know there was a. There was a well-appointed, completely impartial disciplinary panel that looked at the entire thing. Uh, oh yeah, I don't know who those people are, and their identities have been kept secret. <laughs> I think they might be uh, uh, Jick uh, Maxson and uh, <laughs> Jack Maxson, uh, but they they have uh, definitely, you know, they they looked at it very carefully and thought about it a lot and made their recommendations, and Tony acted on it. Went through it with a fine uh, tooth with Garcia, Who doesn't care? 
Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. No, they, they, they considered everything. Uh, Renee Paquette is backstage with Daniel Garcia, who doesn't care to be asked about Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. He wants to talk about going viral four times recently as Don Callis interrupts and was trying to recruit, but Garcia shushed him and did his dance walking off. Callis laughed and was told Paquette that was money. He told Paquette that was money. Highlights of Jade money. Cargill's return on Collision last Saturday. Yeah. The dance is really good. Highlights of Jade Cargill's return to Collision uh, last Saturday on a very poorly rated show, not only because of Alabama and Texas, but uh, you saw that Deion Sanders' Colorado bunch actually equaled Alabama in the ratings on Saturday. I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. that They're, they're yeah. going to be the new darling of TV, yeah. college football, Colorado is for sure. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna get served pretty in the first half of the season, and then the bloom shall be off the rose for a moment. Or he could be the next coach at Alabama. One of those things could happen. I'm not sure. the The current rumor is that he's that uh, that Jerry Jones will get sick of Mike McCarthy for the fiftieth time, fire him, and then Dion will be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Don't you think that's inevitable? <laughs> I mean, seriously, feels like it. It, it, kind of, it kind of feels like it now that you mentioned. <laughs> I can't really. I'd love to be able to make. No, Bryant, you're so wrong. No, I can't. That's exactly what looks like it's going to happen. This is the same Jerry Jones the stage, uh, quoted yeah. recently. This is the same Jerry Jones quoted recently as saying, "Hey, if the blacks don't like it, let them get their own teams." <laughs> Damn. You saw. You saw. You saw that conversation supposedly, right? Yes. 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 Very unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. Same, same Jerry Jones that was just a spectator as a teenage or preteen child there in Arkansas as black people were being mistreated. Just came to look. Just got wanted to look. Yeah, got my popcorn and everything. Just wanted to look. Just wanted probably, to take it probably in. Headed, <laughs> probably headed down to the store to get some nickel candy, and all of a sudden, hey, what's that happening in the town square? Why some Negroes are being mistreated? Let's watch. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, during that period of time, if you were showing up for that sort of thing, uh, you were a participant. <laughs> you were <laughs> you were part of it. Because, there, again, if there had been a picture of Jerry Jones, now, now, you stop messing with those children. Now, if that picture was out, you'd be seeing that picture. That would have been what you would have seen. Yeah, that's not what we saw. No, you didn't. You saw him kind of peering, and I think he was very much a participant. Um, Jade Cargill saved Chris Strat Stratlander from a post-match attack by the Renegade Twins. For what reason? We know not. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She turned on Stratlander and laid her out as well. <laughs> Again, for what reason? We know not. We learned the stat ladder will the defend the uh, twins. Oh boy. Yeah. We learned stat ladder will defend the TBS title uh, against cargo on rampage. Rampage is not collision. It's not dream no, no, world. No. It's not. Now I want you to get, I mean, it's the first show. On the it's, no, what it's, is it? It's, it's the first show on the weekend. We don't give a shit about not the second one. Okay. The I, first want, I want you one to, don't give, okay. Yeah. The, the first one we could not care less about. Gotcha. Okay. Check. 
Uh, Darby Allen, Nick Wayne defeating Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, who got a lot of offense in. <laughs> Maybe a little too much offense in that one. Uh, Jake can, can Hager. I say, and, this might yeah. be a controversial thing for, to say, but I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. I, I like Menard and, and what's his name? and Angelo Parker and, and, and Angelo Jake Parker. Hager. And Jake Hager and Anna Jay without Chris Jericho. I like that little faction without him. The the just, wrestling just because it, I don't know why, but I just do. The wrestling in white pants was an interesting thing. I thought that was pretty cool. That was cool. Definitely a heel move. Oh, any anybody that wrestles in white is is a heel. I mean, yeah, that's actually, just pretty a, much that goes back a long ways. Yes. Um, and then uh, Christian Cage comes out to do commentary, and afterwards. That's when he got the microphone and said that Nick Wayne's mom isn't isn't posting enough pictures in bikinis. True. Well, Cage is pissed he's not off. Wrong. <laughs> Cage is pissed off. They're still talking about Sting and Allen's win it all in. It's not as embarrassing as the Bengals losing to the Browns. Oh, I bet they were fighting backstage over who's going to get to say that. Who's going to get to think about the Bengals? You, me, no. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Um. Cage challenges Allen and Sting to a tag match next week with Luchasaurus and himself. Okay, the, the Cage and Luchasaurus thing is growing on me a little bit. I'm not going to say it's the greatest angle in the history of fucking wrestling, but it's not bad. The whole thing about him, like, hey, I've got the uh, I've got the championship, and the announcers going, no, 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 it's it's him. You didn't do shit. It's the huge guy with the mask behind you. It's that that guy. Well, you know, he, here's the thing I'm wondering about. I mean, he said everything that you could say, you know, regarding talking about Christian. Um, I'm the TNT champion and I'm this and it's my belt. Not He said all those things and not one time Luchasaurus has given him any kind of look. So what is Christian going to have to do or say for Luchasaurus to finally go? Hmm. I mean, he's just not he's not even blinking an eye when he's when christian's saying this stuff so it's just yeah there's no yeah, how do you curious. get him out of it how do you yeah. get him out of that spell that how do you get him out of this yeah, yeah yeah uh main event samoa joe over roderick it was a good main event it was a good match it was a good was match a, i was surprised man i really was i didn't know what to expect but i mean it's joe and i know roderick's good but i i don't know but it was a good match uh and then after it's over very roh yeah we can't really figure out what to do with ROH yet, can we? No. Any second now, it's going to come to me. It's gonna, it's I'm thinking. Come to I'm me. thinking. All right. Collision was going to be Punk show. Now Punk's going to be on ROH. That's my new final answer. Bring Punk back. Put him on ROH. Nobody wants to work with him. He'll just be in, in ROH for 58 minutes cutting promos. <laughs> Backstage. He can, he can do like little puppet matches. <laughs> and that's all you do. I'd rather watch that than some of that shit on Dynamite, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be more entertaining than some of the shit. You know? Post-match, the kingdom checked on Strong while Joe took the microphone and said his prophecy has come true. Joe is coming into MJF's backyard to come for him, beat him up, and take everything MJF has, calling him a kid again. Joe reiterated he will take everything away from MJF. Joe went to the back as the kingdom was checking on Strong. Here comes Adam Cole. For just a brief moment, I thought, oh, CM Punk, they brought him back. He's coming to the <laughs> ring. But no, it was Adam nah, Cole. Nah. Bay Bay. Uh, he rushes to the ring, and Strong seemed to take a phantom bump and then started to holding his neck. Ah, ah. Doctors came to the ring. Well, looks like he re-entered it. Um, 
put Strong in a neck brace and stretchered him out with Strong continuing to yell out, Adam, Bennett and David argued with Cole. They kept Cole from going with Samoa Joe in the dock. Or Samoa Joe appeared. He choked Cole out, screaming to MJF. He would take everything from him as Cole was left laying at the feet of Joe. Uh, Joe stands strong at the end of Dynamite. Think there Joe's going to beat him? Well, like, I think I think I have the same concerns that you had about the Roderick Strong. Well, you just, I mean, by appearances, of course. You know, MJ, MJF's a small – I don't know what MJF is, 5'9 or something? Yeah, he's and, – and Samoa Joe's a fucking tank. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know I, either, man. I'm – you know, I'm wondering – I just had a, I just had a thought. I wonder if, um, like, Cole will come in and like attack Joe and get MJF disqualified, and that's where all the shit kind of. Oh, that's starts. where they start. Yeah, they start splitting. That could be interesting. I see what you're saying. <clears throat> Here's Friday night. Here's the uh, first weekend show of AEW. We don't give a shit about Statlander defending the TBS title against Jade Cargill. Uh, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass in trios action. We don't know who they're taking on, but it's somebody. Yeah. Mm. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett taking on Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel because why not? <laughs> and the Hardys and the Lucha Brothers uh, Matt take on. Seidel. God. Yeah, right. The Hardys and the Lucha Brothers versus Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, The Butcher, and The Blade. It's all Friday oh. night. Following SmackDown on TBS, I guess. I don't know. I'm no, not sure. I got them all mixed up. Collision, collisions on TNT for sure. Here's what's coming up on Collision Saturday night. The second show of the weekend you don't give a shit about. Uh, you down with BCC, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli against Ricky Starks and Big Bill, who is Sweet William now. Uh, FTR defending the AEW tag team titles against the Iron Savages. Well, there, there's that punishment to FTR for being friends with Punk. Ah. <sighs> The Iron Savages. Hey, let's uh, bury him at 10.30 on Saturday night up against like a big SEC matchup. Deal. Here's what you can look forward to on the 20th at Grand Slam from Arthur Ashe in Queens, New York. Uh, MJF defends the AEW world title against Samoa Joe. That's your main event. John Moxley. John Moxley. Defends the AEW International title against yeah. Ray Fenix. Fenix. Uh, Jericho against Sammy Guevara. Claudio Castagnoli versus NJPW Strong Openweight Champion. Eddie Kingston in a title versus title match. And Soraya against Tony Storm for the AEW Women's title. Pretty good match. I mean, it's a pretty good card. It's not, not bad. bad. There's some good not stuff bad. on there. Um, we are now in the post-McMahon era. As far as the uh, WWE is concerned, it is the new company is right there. It's Endeavor, and uh, they're going to be calling the shots from now. And you're wondering if that's going to have any effect, and then possibly signing CM Punk, bringing him back to World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, it says on in David Meltzer's latest uh, newsletter, Punk himself contacted WWE a few months after the brawl, before the end of 2022, indicating wanting to return and believing he would get a contract buyout. Whatever happened became a moot point because Tony Khan made the decision at the time to continue paying him, meaning he could not go to WWE. It's a pay or play situation there, Brian. That's what that mm. is. Okay. Thank you. Khan never spoke a word about the incident nor negatively about Punk. 
likely thinking that time would heal all wounds, and if nothing else happened, it's almost a sure thing that would have happened, although it would have taken plenty of time. There were reports that Punk pitched the idea of going into the Royal Rumble and being thrown out by Kevin Owens and then wrestling Owens in the main event of the first day of Mania, as reported by Fightful. We had reported the talks previously. As we were told, there was no serious pitch, although the name Owens was mentioned by Punk for an example that he was willing to work with anyone, but he had surgery to repair torn triceps in September, and that's usually seven, eight months out. Rumble was out of the question, and Mania was at best a possibility, but historically, if someone is on that timeline with WWE, they don't bring them back until after Mania because they couldn't be there for the buildup that needs to start well ahead, and they usually won't commit to a Mania match that involves a photo finish or an injury return. That all said, it was a moot point. Those in the company indicated they were not interested, but that's easy to say because there was never a chance they could do something with him because Khan was not going to buy out his contract and allow him to leave at that point. Now he has been terminated for cause. If you are terminated for cause, theoretically, uh, it seems unlikely that there would be an uh, enforceable non-compete. The courts are looking... um, the, the, the non-compete situation in the United States, even in the various states, is all but dead. It used to be a thing. You had to sign those things in radio? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know, for example, in North Carolina, other right-to-work states, if you're fired and there's a non-compete, the non-compete always had to be reasonable in terms of the geographic area. And the amount of time, the one that I signed that I was beholden to in two th- that when my when I got fired in 2003 was a year contract and I couldn't work anywhere in the Greensboro market. So from March of 2003 until March of 2004 was when it would have been enforceable. However, if you go before a judge and go to court and you go, I'd like to earn a living and be able to buy food, a lot of judges will give that argument a lot of credence well, yeah, without having to move a hundred miles away. Would, would it be okay if I do what I'm I've been trained to do and what my career has been, and this guy over here is willing to give me a paycheck. Would that be okay? Judge. That's a fairly compelling argument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I've, even in my young, stupid days, I never understood how that held up, man. It was an, it was up. just an, it was really an intimidation factor against the employees. It, it rarely would have ever stood up, but then a lot of us were not in a position where we we're making a lot of money. We could hire attorneys and stuff. Like right, that. right, right. It was, but it was never, it was really not worth the paper it was printed on. And plus, I mean, it's okay to sign it, but are you given any consideration for it? Like, are you going to pay me for this? And nobody really did. So, so yeah, he's now out of a job right now. And the argument would be, hey, uh, these guys are willing to pay me money. I'd like to work. Can I do that? And that would probably hold up in court, I would think. I would think. You could make the, I mean, unless, you know, hey, there's some real industrial secrets over at AEW that they would be willing to get their hands on at WWE. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Here's what you guys should do at your promotion. Make sure you find the biggest bitches you can and make them VPs. What? Oh, that's good shit. Let me write it down. Hang it up. <laughs> I need to take a couple 150-pound pieces of shit and make them vice president. Good job. Now we're going to kick their ass. Kick your ass. Get me Enzo on the phone. <laughs> Let me see. 
Because they had the story about the bonuses that were paid to the executives. Did you see the list of the bonuses that were paid out when the no. deal closed? I no. think Levesque got like 15. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Triple H, only $5 million. Now, I did see a story Stevie Richards had published on one of the social media platforms, perhaps Instagram, that the WWE should just hire JoJo, the widow of Bray Wyatt, overpay her and, like, give them a million bucks or something. They could easily, like, any of them right now, because they're flush with cash, I think Levesque could break off a million from his own and not ever miss it for forever and ever. Uh, uh, yeah. And if you wanted to talk to your accountant and set up a foundation or a trust, do that. I believe that people could do that. Uh, President Nick Khan, the guy that they brought over from CAA, $15 million. Kevin Dunn, $7 million. So we can finally get those teeth filed down. <laughs> those are some of the people in your neighborhood who received huge bonuses when that whole deal closed. Uh, Vince McMahon purchased WWE for his father. This story reached from Bleacher Report in 1982 and remained the primary owner or shareholder of the company for over 40 years. You've heard him many times the story about how the deal was. There was like almost no way that he wasn't going to be able to pay the money back because they gave him like the money that they were generating from fucking, I think Washington would have pretty much paid the note back. Yeah. Uh, who else? Nikon. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of scratch right there. It's a lot of cash did, right there. Did did Pritchard get anything? <clears throat> Pritchard got a snootful of Adderall. That says okay. Here. I don't know what well, that. I'm means. sure he was happy with that. I'm not really. I'm not sure what that. I'm not sure what Thanks, that, boss. that means. I don't know. I think he's got probably stock or something. I don't know if he was actually. Well, he might have been on the list know. to actually get something. I don't know. I didn't know I where he hurting. fell on the totem pole. Hey, have you heard uh, Corny and Last telling these stories about this Colin Thompson guy from Cast Media? No. You up on this story? N no, I don't think so. I'm trying to think. It's kind, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a thing that's going around right now. It's not just them, but it's a lot of different people. You're gonna feel much better about those idiots that we played ball with at realm. After I tell you this story. Oh, so they no. were working with this guy named Colin Thompson at this outfit called cast media and mm. cast media had several different podcasts and they were representing the show and they were getting them live reads and all that shit. Yada, yada, yada. So eventually they're not getting their money. Like, Hey, you owe us money for these live reads from major sponsors. And we're not getting the money. What's up with that? Colin Thompson goes, wait, 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 hang on. Hey, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And by the way, this is five figures. Last and Cornette are, in, are, are owed five figures. Wow. Some other podcasts that Colin Thompson was in with, six figures. Mm. So um, he goes, wait, wait, what's going to happen here is uh, uh, we're going to merge this thing with this thing called Podcast One. This is where you're going to love the part of this. Podcast One is an offshoot of the old Westwood One company. Ah, I, I know, get it. Podcast One, Westwood One, I got you. Westwood One, back in the day, kids, they used to do a lot of syndication of various shows. Brian and I fully, mostly remember them for 
Oh, they would have like various concerts that they would deliver to radio stations and they would have live shows and shit like that. It was great. I want to say back in the day, for a time in the early 80s, HBO would have various FM stations in your market simulcasting uh, some of the great rock and roll concerts live, like David Bowie's Serious Moonlight Tour. Yes. And West Westwood One would produce that stuff. They'd either do it by satellite or they would give you the radio station would get it on vinyl, yada, yada, yada. And it would be, it was, it was good shit. So the, the guy's name was, was Norm Pattis. He was a radio executive who started Westwood One, did very well. And then he did Podcast One. Podcast One was uh, a piece of shit that didn't pay anyone. <laughs> I think, I know Austin probably got paid. Uh, JR probably didn't. And Norm Pattis, Norm Pattis is no longer with us. I, I saw him one time at a radio conference, no longer with us, Norm Pattis. So he left us. So uh, Colin Thompson goes, wait a minute, we're going to spin off this thing. It's going to, we're going to pay you not with money, but with stock from this new company, which we're Bitcoins. Launching. It's going to be stock from this new company. Uh, it's going to be called, I think, Courtside Entertainment, something like that. And last goes, eh, no, we want cash. We, we'd like our money, please. And they're like, no, you gotta, you gotta do this. And, and if you guys start talking shit about us on your podcast, we're going to, we're going to sue you. You're going to ruin everything. You're going to bankrupt everything. It's going to be terrible. So they launched this uh, brand new venture podcast one. Um, I think you can look at the stock right now. They rang the bell on NASDAQ. They interviewed the guy on CNBC, one of the guys that was involved. Uh, the stock went very quickly from like eight bucks to four bucks. I think it's like two dollars and seventy cents now. <laughs> it, it's it, they, and they were obviously putting um, restrictions on when you could sell the shit, even if it was going. Yeah, Courtside Group. It closed uh, on nine thirteen at two dollars and sixty three cents. In the past five days, yes, that's correct. It has lost eh, approximately 50% of its value. Approximately 50% of the value of the company. So mm. if you held this stock, if you were Brian Last and you were owed $475,000, and they gave you $475,000 worth of stock, and they go, here, here's your stock, you can't immediately just go to the pay window and say, shit, give me the money now. You have to wait two years. You gotta, you gotta pay. You gotta wait two years. Why? So I wonder why. Well, that's that, that's like an SEC uh, restriction. Okay. Because they don't want people just going into the stock market, cashing in on shit, and then leaving town. They want you to be serious about. It. Now, I think the executives maybe had to wait like ninety days. Who knows? It could be down in into. <clears throat> it could be thirty thirty five cents within thirty days or sixty days. Pshaw. So I've heard also the comedian Theo Vaughn, who was a uh, back in the day was a member of MTV's Road Rules, very successful comedian. He is also owed a lot of money by Colin Thompson, and he has a YouTube video where he very clearly says that he was defrauded by this guy, <clears throat> and I think he's in for six figures. And there are some other podcasts that are, like I said, they're owed over a million dollars. Ah, man. So I think you're going to feel a lot better about Mark Ronick and those those idiots over at Realm Network after you hear that story. Well, I don't know if I actually 
technically feel better about that, but I I, I, I will say that, that yeah. people that got ripped off way worse. Than I will say yeah, people yeah people got shit on a little worse than we did, but uh, that that taste will never get out of my mouth. <laughs> and but then now the beauty of that one was they went around and they sold uh, magic beans to Vince Russo for like thirty grand. That's still one of my favorite stories. That's of all funny. Time. Now that's funny. <laughs> he comes around and Vince Russo goes to his wife and goes, "Hey, Mark Ronick is offering me the Realm Network and their website for thirty grand. Let's pull every dollar we got out of every kitchen cabinet, every cracker box, every pillow, every couch cushion, everything we got." Here you go, Mark. All he had to do was like scrape together maybe five or ten thousand dollars. He could have built his own website from scratch. <laughs> That's all he had to do. That's all he had to do. And the website, when they got it up and running, was shocker shitty. Oh, (laughs) there was glitches all over it. It sucked balls. It wasn't working. It didn't really do anything. (laughs) I can't fathom that. I just can't imagine. Uh, WWE's Fastlane is the next uh, premium live event, Brian. Fastlane. Uh, I forget all about Fastlane. Oh, it's coming up, pal. Uh, you oh, need to get yeah. ready for that one. Oh, I don't know how I, how I can forget about it. Because <laughs> it's one of our, it's one of our, I don't know, 15 or 16 most important pay-per-views of the year. Yeah. One of so them. There it is. There's Fastlane. Let me see if we have any anything here. When is it? It's the end of September or October? October the 7th. Wow, that's a good way. October away. the seventh. So here's your here's your schedule. You've got AW's Grand Slam on September the twentieth from Queens. Okay, let me October mark the first is is Wrestle Dream from I'm Seattle. Writing this down on my calendar. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's <laughs> Wrestle Dream. Calendar. Wrestle Dream. Dream Wrestle. Wrestle Dream Weaver. All right. Wrestle Dream. Right. Wrestle yeah. Dream. I like that. Yeah, it's a dream, baby. And I got to tell you what, there's some hard times in AEW right now. You brought hard times on Phil Brooks, daddy. Uh, and then Fastlane, October the 7th. That is a Saturday night at the Gainbridge. What is it? The Gainbridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana, where I was last weekend. Uh, bringing up some not, memories for you. I'm watching Pearl Jam. I go to uh, see my favorite band for the 12th time. And we we had an Airbnb, which was a camper about two miles from the actual venue. Lovely camper. Very nice. Very well. It was perfectly fine for us. And I'm, I'm trying to plan out my Sunday. The event's only, you know, the, the venue's only two miles away. We go eat. I'm like, it's going to be, let's get some drinks. If we got to sit in the parking lot for a while, we'll do that. You, you turn onto the boulevard about a mile from the gate and the sign says Pearl Jam. Oh, we're in the right place. And then it flips and it says tonight's event postponed. Oh, that's weird. Did your fucking heart sink like right to your stomach when you saw that? Oh, that's so weird. Well, I guess they're going to do it like at 9 or 9.30, huh? Yeah, they're probably just going to do it a little later. That's probably what's going to happen. Those stupid cunts at Live Nation never bothered to like contact me, text me, email me, anything like that. Anything. That's horrible. We pulled over into a shopping center parking lot, and I looked over. Oh, there's the Indianapolis Star. Four hours ago, Pearl Jam canceled. Somebody got sick. Shit. All right. Well, as it turns out, at 7 o'clock on a Sunday night in Noblesville, Indiana, there ain't a lot to do. There's not a lot to do. 
The next morning, we went off to the Indianapolis Zoo. Let me just say this about the Indianapolis Zoo. Yeah. Mid, as the kids say, mid. Really? It's mid. It's mid. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's not It's not that great. It'll make you appreciate. As for a zoo better? Yeah. It'll make you appreciate the North Carolina Zoo way more. Wow. Way, way more. They're working on, oh, this is under construction. God, when we get this chimp thing done, Labor Day of 2024, Memorial Day 2020, you're just going to fucking love. Oh, yeah. What about now? I've got a, I, the penguins are nice, but that's about all I got. And there's a shark, and you can pet a stingray. That's cool. It's a, yeah, that's pretty. It was pretty mid. Yeah, sorry, man. And so the the, the camp was this like an RV that you were? No, or? it's like a camp. It was like a little camper that you would tow behind, a, like a, a tow behind kind of situation. It was nice. Okay, I liked it. I, I had a great time with it. it. Was it was temperature was controlled? They had a nice uh, Roku situation or. It was a Vizio, I guess. But they had the apps on the TV so we could sign into our shit and just watch Peacock or watch Hulu or watch whatever. Okay. Well, no nice. Wi-Fi. There was no Wi-Fi, but it was fine. I was watching. I was streaming uh, on my 5G. I was streaming a lot of uh, Sunday Ticket on Sunday. I'm just sitting in that fucking thing watching Sunday Ticket. I'm chilling. Like, Whoa, boy. Getting ready for the event tonight. Ah, it's going to be great. Better stretch. Ah, man. Woo. Let's go get some wings. Yes, sir. Go get some wings. Oh, yeah. I got to fuel up. It's going to be good. Are we going to get liquor before we get there? Nah, it's all right. We'll just get some beer when we get there. <sighs> 1,100 miles. Drove 1,100 miles not to see Pearl Jam. Oh, that's just, oh, man. I can. I don't have the words, man. That's just, that's it's just dis- a bummer. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. And, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a bit of a history buff. Always been a big fan of uh, history. Uh, yeah. I wanted to see they've got a memorial allegedly in downtown Minneapolis, Indianapolis, uh, dedicated to the men of the USS Indianapolis. Now, those are the guys that uh, in the movie Jaws, Quint tells that story about them. And the USS Indianapolis, since we've got Oppenheimer fever here in 2023, the USS Indianapolis was actually the ship that carried Fat Man and Little Boy overseas so that they could be dropped on Japan. On the way back, they were coming back to Hawaii. They were torpedoed. It's the worst naval disaster in American history. I believe they've got a nice, this is nice. They've got a nice uh, memorial to the USA. It was uh, really hard to find and really not a big deal at all. They haven't done, it was next to a playground or something. It was very, was it just like a monument or something? What was it? I, I, I couldn't even see it from the, we were going down the street. I went, oh, that's it. Oh, fuck this. I'm turning around. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna like. I'm gonna level out of my losses here. I'm Is done. there not a, a Peyton Manning museum you could go over there to look at? I'm. I'm sure you know Peyton Manning's uh, his ass mole or something. I'm sure is on display for everybody to see. I have no idea. I. I, 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 I saw the stadium where they play the games right there. That's where the Jaguars beat them. I saw a guy in a Jaguars uh, t-shirt and a hat at the Indianapolis Zoo. Yeah. Lucas Oil Field. Yeah, there it is. So yeah, it was a very disappointing weekend, all the way God around. Eleven hundred. Uh, I didn't. The the car did very well. I, no damage to the car. No well, damage to good. my tires. Yeah, and, and everybody yeah. came back. And we, um, if you, <clears throat> I had a good milkshake. I had a really good milkshake on Saturday. Would you was, go to? Uh, they have In and Outs out there. They had Culvers and they had uh, Culvers. Yeah, I like Culvers. Uh, they had Canes, but I didn't have a Canes thing. I should have had a Canes thing. Oh, okay, but they had some local. Ice cream thing, and I had uh, milkshake. Uh, so, did you uh, go to? You didn't go see like the the Indy Five Hundred track? No, I didn't go see way? that. No, I was, I was so disgusted. 
I know. So man. so disgusted. It's just I, time. I would have been the same way. Eleven eleven hundred miles. You know, no, was the concert supposed to be on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday night. Sunday the tenth. Sunday night. Okay. So we drive up Saturday, get there eight or nine o'clock, whatever. I've been I'm streaming some of the games in the car, listening to Alabama, Texas, blah, 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 whatever, you know. Get there, watch the end of Alabama, Texas, watch some games and shit like that. I'm like, oh, that's great. We'll just rest up tomorrow, go to the concert. It's gonna be so good. And I'm like, <clears throat> you know, as as we Pearl Jam fans are, we look on setlist.fm like, oh, wonder what the opening song is going to be. It's going to be this. Uh, oh, my favorite opening song is Release. I want to hear Release first. But, you know, I like Love Boat Captain, too. That's a good one. And Hard to Imagine. Those are all good opening songs because the band likes to start slow and then build up. That's what they like to do. And then they're like, well, they you know, they have some local color. Like in Minneapolis, they were doing Purple Rain. Oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder if in Indianapolis, they'll do like a Melon Cap song. I wonder if they'll do ah. like Smackdown or there might be a Authority song or some shit like that. That'd be great. I can't wait to hear that. Oh no! Oh no! So none for you. Which which one would would you rank as more disappointing? The cancellation in Raleigh back in the day, or this this trip? The the one in Raleigh is going to be always because it was so everything about it so needless and so and I'll never forgive Pat McCrory for that. We had a we had a thing going on in 2016 in this state where, and it happened in other other places too. But we were hard and heavy on the fact that there were transgender males that were changing their sex or pretending to, so they could go into a women's bathroom and peep on your child and try to fuck your child. Oh. that's what that's what the the Republicans in this state that's what they thought that's what they thought was going to happen. They still so they think passed. really. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because a lot of the people that are like um, <clears throat> doing stuff with children, they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pastors yeah. and uh, youth leaders and mm-hmm. uh, Sunday school teachers. And uh, if you want to go with the number, it would be very interesting to do a study of that. The number of self-declared transgender people and even gay people who have been charged with uh, child molestation versus, again, youth leaders. Pastors, yeah, I think it'd probably be at least two or three to one. <laughs> at least, in favor. yeah, I'd say. So uh, they passed a bill. They passed a bill saying you had to, you had to go to the bathroom that corresponded with the with the sex you were assigned at birth. Period. Full stop. Now Damn nobody said, and no, nobody said who who the police were going to be for this. <laughs> Nobody said who you know the 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 piss cops were going to be. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Can um, I be a piss cop? I, be I don't know. If you, I don't know if you know much about uh, law enforcement. I, I'm actually you know kind of law enforcement adjacent. They don't have a lot of resources to uh, devote to patrolling bathrooms. They just don't. Like it's it's more about like people who are getting shot and beaten and stuff like that, robbed, things of that nature. Hmm. So uh, they passed a bill and they were protecting our children and in very short order people were like oh this is horrifying and uh paypal was planning a huge operation in charlotte multi-billion dollar thing huge and they and they said ah fuck this we're out and so the weekend before this would have been 
right around uh, April the 20th of 2016. I went down the weekend before. So this would have been April 13th or 14th. Some it's, It would have been right before the 20th. I went down to Greenville, South Carolina, playing at the Bond Secors Arena. And I saw Pearl I Jam. I saw, I saw my friend uh, Scott from high school, big Pearl Jam guy. And he goes, you, th- you think they're going to do it? You think they're going to play? Like, oh, we're fine. We are fucking fine. We're golden. Nothing could stop us now. I had been driving by the PNC Arena in Raleigh because I was doing a lot of Uber and uh, Lyft at that time. Driving by, and there's that fucking sign, April 20th, 2016. Pearl Jam, I'm like, oh, it's great. Got my tickets. This shit's going to be dope. This is going to be unbelievable. Because they played North Carolina maybe three times this century. And I'm not even being hyperbolic or exaggerated. Played them. They played, when I saw them August the 6th of 2000 in Greensboro, they played a John Kerry fundraiser in Asheville in 2004. And then they played Charlotte 2013. And somewhere in the middle there, I think they played an outdoor show in Raleigh. And that's it. That's all they played this century. So I had to go to places like Greenville and Atlanta and uh, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma and, City. I remember that one. And Philadelphia and Baltimore and D.C. Uh, it sounds like I'm dancing in the streets. Uh, I had to go to those different places to see my favorite band. And here they are. They're going to be 40 miles from my backyard. <laughs> Scott, we're fine. We are fucking. We're going to get this show. It's going to be so Good. So Pat McCoy, the governor of the great state of North Carolina, goes on Meet the Press on Sunday and just shits the bed horribly. Just ah, 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 verbal, just diarrhea. And about 24 hours later, uh, they canceled. Springsteen had a show and he was like, oh, fuck, I'm out. I'm done. See you later. <laughs> and And several other things happened. Springsteen eventually did come back. Pearl Jam has not. <laughs> turns out so yes that one is a little it's like one and one a that was a little more disappointing that whole that whole thing i'll tell you this though they have gotten those guys i remember back in 2016 they have gotten those motherfuckers at Ticketmaster so scared within seconds that money was back into my account as they canceled okay here it is take it here you go <laughs> that's good so thank you for allowing me to share my pain over well you deserve it man that's a long drive for uh, long drive something like that to happen and i know it, it was something that really couldn't be helped people get sick and all that stuff but that's really you know it's the same time you know you know, our you know it would have been a bummer for people in indianapolis for them to because i had that happen one time i've had one concert canceled on me like that i didn't have to drive that far i drove from cullowee to charlotte yeah, it still kind of sucked though but still yeah it was yeah. and um we ended up going back it was elton john and Elton, we we sat out there for like an hour before Elton's guy came out there and said, you know, the old, well, sorry to inform you that Mr. John is not feeling up to speed tonight. It's not. It's regrettable he's not going to be able to perform tonight. He's gotten some bad cocaine. <laughs> and it was the collective, oh, shit. God damn it. Uh, I had one time when I was the big shot disc jockey in, in college at rock 92, I think I'd gotten my brother some tickets to see Rod Stewart at the Greensboro Coliseum. So they, you know, it's like 200 miles they drive. And then as they're in the audience, <laughs> the, the, the public announced thing, uh, we are sorry to inform you, Mr. Stewart will not be able to perform tonight. <laughs> uh, Just the worst. So they turned around and drove back home. So 
<clears throat> our friend, you know, our friend Colton actually drove up to, for the Pearl Jam. He told show. me that he, I was weird. He, was, he man. flew up there, and then uh, he's got all the. He says it was Matt Cameron, the drummer, that got sick. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. That's what he I, said. I, I, I don't know how sick he was, but I'm sure it was unavoidable. And Matt's Matt's a super nice guy, and I'm sure he feels horrible about the whole situation. Oh, you know, I'm sure those dudes would have gone but up here anywhere. But, but, but you know, there's there's a part of me that also thinks those guys are backstage going, "What a bunch of marks these fuckers are." We 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 just got a bunch of about a million dollars out of these assholes again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would say that on some people, but I don't think I'd say that for Pearl I don't think Jam. So either. Yeah. I mean, Sticks does that every concert for sure. I, Journey, yeah, when we saw Journey, I'm sure they were backstage making fun of us and shit. <laughs> yeah, well, my thoughts on Journey. That was have a gone from. I used to be so pro Journey and anti Steve Perry. Now it's the total opposite. Now it is. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm like so sympathetic. When we went to see Journey, it was weird because they go. This one's for the troops. <laughs> it's like, there's no fucking song that you guys do for the troops. Shut up. What? <laughs> Dumbasses. I don't even think, like, when Sticks does show me the way, I don't even think they do that shit anymore. Would you stop? <laughs> show me the way. That damn song came out when I was my ass was in the I'm middle sorry. of the damn Persian Gulf, man. Look, dude. There. I know. <sighs> I have lots of lots and lots of thoughts of the Desert Shield jingoism that went on in this country, and it was just bananas. It was just fucking bananas. Between that one and From a Distance by Bette Midler, I just wanted I wanted to shoot myself. I was gonna, see, I missed I was, all that. I missed oh, I know, that. I know. You were lucky. <laughs> You're so lucky. <laughs> I, f- I feel somewhat responsible, though. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't have anything. You, you couldn't have done anything. You were just taking orders, which, by I, the way, pretty much. It's not a, not been a good argument historically, but in this case, I think it passes for you. Okay, good. Yeah. I can sleep. I just remember we were in high school and we didn't want to wrestle. Like the wrestling coach was our PE teacher, and he was like, "We're to wrestling." We're like, "I eh, don't want to do this." Like, he gave us the Jesus. I hope to God America's never in a war again. Well, we were, and we won it in like forty eight hours. So fuck you. Take that. Yeah. And then I thought, I hoped we were never in a war again. We'd have that shitty music playing on the radio. <laughs> oh, God. It's fucking show me I'm gay. Oh, no. Not again. Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, from a distance. Look at these nuts from a distance. Holy shit. So I guess I can have a little bit of solace in knowing that people in America were suffering like I was. Very much so. Okay. Oh, war, war is hell on the home front too, son. <laughs> it was, it was unbelievable. It was. Yeah, I tell you about Saddam. We got Saddam. Got him driven back there. To show had, me the way. I had this. Uh, we were, I was in this television production class, and we had to do little projects and shit like this. And one guy, his girlfriend was like a ballerina. So they did an artistic dance uh, about Kuwait being free, and they had all the happy music. And <laughs> Kuwait is free. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I just can't give a shit about that. I just don't. No. I don't. I, and and, and think about people just forget about Kuwait being a part of that at all. <laughs> well, no, that was the, was the whole reason. And now it took a, Kuwait like four seconds after we, you know, fought their battle for them for them to completely fuck us, which they continue yeah. to do to this day. So, thank you. But, uh, you know, 
You should you should be thanking me for my service for having to listen to Sticks and Bette Midler over and over again. USA, USA, <laughs> USA. Uh, Brian is available for all of your patriotic tweets at Bryce yes. Also on Instagram at Bryce Sports. Stanley Jackson twenty three on the TikTok. You can contact me at Real Brit Whitmire R E A L B R I T T W H I T M I R E on uh, Instagram and also on Threads. We certainly do appreciate. Uh, all that you do to support us. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.